Hello and welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. I am Carrie. Joining me today is Eric. Hey, I'm Chaos, and I don't have to host this one. Yay! Carrie does. Great. Yay! We also have Ian. Hey, I'm Weary Writer. And of course, last but not least, we have David. Hi, uh, I'm Windrunner on the forums as well. And I am K-Chan on the forums. Hey, we have the original crew back, you guys. Oh, yeah. Whoa. The olden days. The Shardkeepers days. Yes. (laughs) The hashtag OG Shardkeepers coming back to you for some more Oathbringer Tour words of Brandon. Yeah, maybe. Well, who knows how far we'll them. There's a lot of them. Yes, you guys... You guys did an amazing job asking Brandon lots of awesome questions, and we got lots of awesome answers, and we are going to take as much recording time as we need to to answer as many of them as we possibly can, because we like reading them, and we figure you guys probably want to hear about them as well. Yeah, so many of, uh, a a lot of comments uh, just say, wow, I didn't know any of these things. Now you're going to be in the know. You're going to know all Uh the top tier new words of Brandon. And of course, we were able to gather these so quickly for our podcast thanks to Arcanum. Woo. Cheering <laughs> for yourself there, Weary. <laughs> yes. Hey, he I mean, freaking deserves to oh, yeah. to cheer for himself because Arcanum is amazing. If you guys haven't uh visited that already, you can go to wob.coppermind.net. And check out all of these words of Brandon yourself. If you ask him something and receive an answer, you can also add them yourself. You can upload. You can uh, transcribe things. It's great. Mm-hmm. We're always shout looking out to Mestiv for coding all of this. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Putting <laughs> up with his me. Yeah, that's true. It, he he's he's a god amongst mere mortals. I think. He he, yes. he deserves a shard. Also, he's like the nicest person ever, too. So. Yeah, so shout out to Arcanum and all of our lovely Arcanists. Uh, we are always looking for more people to join the fold. So hop on over and take a look. It's awesome. You won't regret it. Unless you haven't read the book, then why are you here? Go yeah, read the that's book. That's true. You wait. will probably regret it in that case. <laughs> oh, oh, because I screwed this up last time. Spoilers for like everything in these quotes i did this like halfway through the last podcast carrie it was really great oh gosh yeah <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty safe to assume guys if you're listening to shardcast there are probably going to be spoilers if we say it's spoilers for a specific thing you're probably safe if you've read that just one specific thing but if not just assume general spoilers yeah, probably cool. pretty likely especially on the tour when people are asking yeah. a whole bunch of variety of questions yeah so, you have been warned. We will wait. Our file will still be here after you have read the rest of whatever you need to read. That is true. So, let's get into it with the San Diego signing. We have this lovely uh, question. When Wax dies, he sees a red cloud haze. What is that? And Brandon answers, the effects of another shard trying to do something. When asked who it was, Brandon raffoed it. I mean, we kind of figured it was a shard, so yeah. But it, it's nice to have confirmation on that. Yeah. So this is probably this is Trell, the mm-hmm. entity referred to as Trell in right. the books. Yes. yes. Which is probably another 
aspect or avatar, avatar yeah. of autonomy. Yes. That is the leading theory. That mm. seems pretty solid at this point now that yes. we, we basically know that autonomy is doing this. So, Yeah. I, what I, really makes me curious is whether or not autonomy actually has to travel there to like drop off an aspect or if it can just send them out. So if this is like oh, the actual full shard is near there or if you know, it's hopping in and off Taldane all the time, or if it's even on Taldane full time. But well, that's an interesting point because I think last time we were talking about uh, Podshi, and I think last time we were kind of saying that uh, we were under the impression that autonomy had to go there. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure that's necessarily the case because in the letter that we're pretty much all sure is from autonomy at this point. Yeah, it is. They mention that another aspect of their being has begun to manifest in a place. I guess that's true. Mm -hmm. I I guess I was kind of going that. You know, maybe there's like an AOE, like. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. If there's just, like, in an area of influence that, like, oh, hey, another thing can kind of pop up, or... Oh, like Creep! Zerg in StarCraft. You're nearby, you can just just go over there. Kind of. Interstellar Creep. Easy. It's for a Cosmere analogy, (laughs) perhaps the Fane Life. Well, we don't know anything about those. The famously well-known Fane Life. (laughs) If you've read Liar Partnell preview chapters. You Which kind the of link is currently broken, but they're fixing it. it. They're, they're fixing, fixing it. it. Yeah, you guys, autonomy is the Zerg confirmed. You heard That's it true. here first. That's true, nailed it. Except instead of one, uh, one central hub, there's all of them. Okay, this analogy kind of, kind of took took a train, uh, derailing. Took a train derailing. Yep, that's what I said. Eric, you have you have the best quotes this episode. I'm just going to say that right now. It's like um, a train derailed in and was set on fire. There we go. Okay, the, the brake <laughs> knot has been broken. Yeah, that's um, right. That's right. Though this this uh this this word of Brandon that we got with with the red haze. Um, does lead perfectly into a uh, word of Brandon from the San Francisco signing. Uh, David, read that for us. Alrighty. This comes to us from First Selector. Uh, they ask, does red in the Cosmere signify one shard co-opting or corrupting another shard's magic? To which Brandon responded, yes. Which I am very thankful that First Selector asked this question. Because this was definitely one of my theory- theories coming out of Oathbringer. Because at one point, um, Shalash remarks on the light of corrupted investiture, like seeing that during the Battle of Thalen Hills or whatever Thalen it's called. Field? The Battle of Thalen Field. <laughs> okay. In fact, it, it's, it, we don't have to come up with a mysterious name for this on the Coppermind. It's Which set called, in the books. He's oh. called the ATM Wars. It'll work well. No, 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 <laughs> definitely not. Uh, my question on this is, what the crap's up with the thrill then? I believe that is another. Is it word, friend? And I don't know if it's in our doc. But, uh, no, it is not in our doc. But it was it? a question. Quick, find it on Arcanum. Yeah, I am doing that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, because the okay, we already know that it's the thrill is of the unmade, and the unmade are corrupted. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know if the unmade are corrupted. They were True unmade, that. though, from something. They were, yeah, they were unmade from something. Unmade and unmade. And... Okay. This is from the London, London signing. Okay. It's, if red investiture equals co-opted by another shard, what about the thrill? Brendan's response? Kind of. Great. Yeah. Which, I, I'm really glad we took the time to. to do yeah, that. I believe I that come up before on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. This this is the hard hitting analysis and quotes you're here for. Oh but, yeah. But you have the unmade, and they're okay. They are either corrupted or unmade from something else, or they were made by Odium, sort of like. But he's still co-opting the idea of entities and what have you. So I mean, yeah. that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. basically. Like, you know yeah. how in Lord of the Rings, the orcs were made in mockery of elves. Maybe the unmade were either unmade from Spren or made in mockery of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been working on like the unmade articles for the wiki. And off the top of my head, they are all either red or black in color. So I'm not sure. It'd be, it'd be odd to me that one of them would be red when they were all, in theory, in my mind, like unmade in a similar process. That like only one of them would have been red because of corruption but i i suppose i do have the theory that they were unmade from the dawn shards so (laughs) um i mean i guess that's better than my current theory which was uh red doesn't always correspond to this but brandon basically did just say yes it's corrupting another shards magic i guess it does put me in mind of hemallergy because, yeah. you know, blood, blood is red. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Well, kinda... not always. Well, no, like, but like. Blizzards have orange blood. We, <laughs> well, yeah, orange, orange has red in it, though. Okay. Oh, snap. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I... <laughs> there are oh. some crabs that have blue blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure those exist. Are you going to hemologically spike a crab to, see, to test this theory? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I think there's actually a quote. Oh, no. There was a quote that said you can't spike plants. That doesn't work. Yeah, they're not alive enough. <laughs> you you uh, cannot grab attributes from plants. Too bad. Yeah. Well, Brendan has said that blood is an important factor. Yeah. That blood being in, in motion. Unless you're so, stabbing a spren in the cognitive realm, in which case they probably don't have blood. I think that's weird and <laughs> is is an edge case and not... The well, way I don't know how that even works. Work. With yeah, that's true. Necessarily, like you, that's pretty much just even capturing investiture. No, no, he said you have to do that, Eric, to get if you were gonna spike into it. If you were gonna like make yourself a radiant with spikes, you need to spike this friend in the cognitive realm. Oh, yeah. Huh. Fun facts. Okay. Uh, uh, well, I mean, they're okay, but their physical forms are different in the cognitive realm versus the physical. That's true. So, so do they? Do they have blood in the cognitive realm? They can't be hurt. We're getting a little far off, like off track. <laughs> yeah, of this that's okay. Oh, going back though yes. with the previous quote we just talked about, we just saw a red haze above yeah. Scadrial. Yeah. So that does beg the question. So assuming this is an aspect of autonomy, in theory, a lot weaker than harmony. Like, is it trying to co-opt or corrupt something on Scadrial? And, and also the faceless immortals that mm-hmm. the set had, which we don't have a name for. It'd be really great if we did. Um, they their eyes are red. Mm-hmm. They they glowed red. So, Australian red. Uh, it's got red red spots on it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
Trillium referring to the spikes that Bleeder has in Shadows of Self. Oh, right. Which yeah, does that not is, have a canonical that's, name. That's not a canonical name at all. But, but is canonically associated with the entity referred to as Trell. Great. Which just rolls right off the tongue. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, God. Yeah. Because I imagine autonomy didn't just, you know, move over to Skadriel. Harmony would probably not be cool with that. So no. just imagine the whole island lifting up and floating yeah, through Shazemar. So it, yeah, it's it's really weird to think about what happened there because it definitely was implied that Harmony was real busy fighting off that red haze. Yeah, like it was, <laughs> so, he was like, yeah, it doesn't seem like he's just like, oh, psh, not even a big deal. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, we don't these aspects or avatars, they we don't know their power level. Or how much like investiture they all have, or presumably less really than help. two complete shards, though. Well, yeah, but to be fair, Sazed has al- al- always—he's already said that because of the nature of holding ruin and preservation, he's basically paralyzed, and it takes a lot of effort for him to do pretty much anything. That's true. First of all, and second of all, we know Sazed as a person—he's not going to pull a Rashek and start throwing <laughs> things around to try and get rid of autonomy. No, he's going to be mean. very careful to not upset things yeah mm-hmm. there's also the matter that Sazed is still a relatively new vessel like mm-hmm. this is probably his first direct i mean conflict that's conflict. with certainly. another shard certainly whereas yeah. autonomy whether this is bovidin herself or an aspect or a- avatar whatever that entity has more experience of how to yeah. fight and trell has been around since before the lord <laughs> ruler's ascension well but if that is the same trell that was worshipped mm, in the yeah, past, which Brand which is, is always raffled. Yeah, Brand yeah. is always raffled that, which mm-hmm. yeah. I, I but, tend to think that it's a co-opted thing rather than, yeah, I than would agree. the old thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that does remind me of one of the more interesting uh, quotes I've heard from Brandon, which was someone asking him about the Harmony versus Odium fight. Right. Or, and he was like, Harmony's way, way stronger than Odium. Why would, like, what's the big deal? And Brandon said, well, who's str- who's more powerful, Alend or Finn? And they said, well, Alend. And he said, who'd win in a fight? Definitely Finn. So that's definitely something <laughs> yeah. he'd be watching out for. <laughs> I mean, that's right. I remember that. That was that was a really good one. So moving on to Portland. We have a bunch from these. Oh, yeah. Calderas was here at this one, recording this one. One of our arcanists. Um, Ian, go for it. Yeah. So the questioner asked... Does any of the 16 actually like Hoyt anymore? And Brennan said that, yes. <laughs> At least one of the 16 likes him. Well, that's I mean, good. That's good. That is good. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the letters, it doesn't, doesn't really seem like Endowment really likes Hoyt that much. Really. Well, I, I don't I, think I've... like played into it. Well, yeah, sure. she doesn't like what he's doing. It doesn't, you know, reflect her personal feelings about Hoyt as an individual, but rather, hey, quit meddling in our agreement. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to wonder why he's not writing a letter to the shard that likes him, though. He probably is. It just hasn't shown up yet. And the fingers crossed. But yeah, I'm trying to think if we have any like ideas among the shard holders that we know that we could even speculate who would. But definitely not cultivation. That's all I can think. Yeah, (laughs) not cultivation, not race. Probably not. Wait, why, why do you say cultivation doesn't like Hoyd? 
he said that, they, that there's only one woman uh, of his age on Rashar when he was talking to, I think it was Adeline. I can't yeah. remember in words oh, of Oh, no, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I totally like, and she never cared for me. Well. They, they did explicitly say this. Yeah, and he calls her Slammer, whatever that means, so. Well, there you go. That's that's yeah. right. Uh, I mean, Hoyd did seem to like Tanavast. They had, they had drinks together. Right? Yeah, I... Yeah, yeah be the, he's a like, pleasant, folk, pleasant guy to have drinks with. Buddy, yeah, buddy, buddy. Tanavest is also dead, so... Well, yeah, yeah so that doesn't... Hopefully there's some... I was almost said undead. Some living shards yeah. who like Hoid. Not undead shards. Yeah. I was going to say, because, yeah, they said one of the 16, so it very well could be that the shard, parentheses, S, that liked Hoid are already dead. That would really be tight really with Laras so. and... Yeah. Sky and Aona, they were all really good friends. <laughs> Race is just killing all the shards that like Hoid. That's that's, <laughs> that's really the, the story to begin with. Except Ulada. Screw Ulada. Um, Race just wants his friend back, so he's killing all of Hoid's other friends. <laughs> this is just a story of high school cliques gone wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a copy. Right. Do you want me to read this next one? All right. Yeah. If Nightblood was to be used by a Skadrian, would that person have to be an Investiture fairing? Which, you know, stores Nicrosil, stores uh, Investiture with Ferrochemy. Brandon said, no, you could be burning any metal and Nightblood would co-opt it and feed off that. Which makes sense. It mm-hmm. burning totally a, makes uh, sense. Burning a metal like opens a conduit directly to preservation. And you are invested by that. It's just very different from how we see Nightblood feeding off Breath or Stormlight. So it Mm -hmm. is just very odd. Yeah, it kind of makes me wonder, too, because, like, you see Nightblood, and it seems like the longer you have him drawn, like, the more energy he starts, like, burning through, like, more rapidly. Um, So if you could, like, as, like, a misting, if you get to a point when you wouldn't be able to at least safely like draw enough energy to feed him anymore because it seems like you can flare a metal but you can only flare it so high before that's yeah, probably pro- when you die yeah pro yeah. tip don't try this with pewter oh yeah this just seems like a really bad plan yeah very cool doing anything with nightblood is a very bad plan <laughs> yeah, that's, i that's mean true. if it were an emergency you could probably do it short term with iron or steel because they have such a long burn rate Mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not a good idea to sustain it over long periods of time well could you think of the lord ruler compounding like not even a concern in terms of energy with nightblood that'd be something that sounds like a that, great question terrifying lord ruler with nightblood that just re- just reminds me of threads where people like who'd win a fight basher or lord ruler or not and I think I wrote, the Lord Ruler would just put a coin through Vasher's skull. It is. Unless he's got a command that says catch coins, and he's in the clear. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would be very lucky, but the Lord Ruler, yeah, anyway, this is not important, but the Lord Ruler with Nightblood would, that, that would be an interesting question. So, moving on to could a Threnody Shade survive on another world? The answer is theoretically yes, but they are highly invested in leaving a world where you're highly invested behind when you already have that investiture is difficult, as Kelsier discovered and as most Spren discover. Yeah, which goes along with 
a lot of other things Brandon has said where it's technically possible, but it takes a trick that most probably don't know. Mm -hmm. Because we see this with Vasher. Vasher is technically a cognitive shadow, and he has left all this Mm -hmm. for Roshar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess. Wonder wonder if connection has something to do with it. I'd say probably. Yeah, you have to like Disconnect. connect yourself yeah. to the new realm yeah. or to the new investiture. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, depending on how much you like believe the broadsheets, like apparently Nas has that gun that like actually shoots shades out of it. So if that is on some <laughs> level right. accurate, That's then right. you know, he's obviously figured this out somehow. Although I'm not sure a shade would actually be able to consciously want to go somewhere. They don't seem really yeah, too there. Um, canonically shades are not as aware as other cognitive shadows yeah the the other thing is i wonder what that threshold is for investiture to to leave because we see demo he's an adium misting he's mm-hmm. you know more invested than regular skadrians yeah but Kelsier's he's not as invested as a spren mm. sure sure but like kelsier is the example here uh that brandon said and so i'm just kind of wondering what that threshold is yeah. he also has like still has a connection to the physical realm yeah that's what i was thinking kelsier oh, doesn't sure. so he's okay. restricted okay. at a lot okay. of what he can do okay okay i need to take a drink of water because i'm i'm not reading these quotes very well here so <laughs> no you're totally right uh moving on uh oh, this so this yeah, this is a good one. Uh, so the question is, a friend of mine wanted me to ask, was the cataclysm that rocked Ashen and forced its inhabitants into the flying cities, which we learned about from Arcanum Unbounded, uh, the Rashar essay, or if you read the Songs of Divine sample chapters, was it investor-based or was it shardic? Or, and if it was, was it shardic in nature? Uh, Brandon said, the same cataclysm, and then wants to know if they finished Oathbringer, and he said, yes, the same cataclysm that they were fleeing that they caused is the one that forced people into the skies, which basically confirms that Ashen is where the people who live on Rashar now came from. There's Ashen, Ashen, Ashen is the tranquil in halls, you guys. We don't need it to talk confirmed. about this anymore. <laughs> we don't need to talk about this anymore. Unless they came from Yolen secretly, Eric. <laughs> no, no, stop it. No. Pat yeah, David. I gotta lo- gotta love those those Yolish flying cities. <laughs> who knows what will actually be on Yolan when we get back to it? Like, who I'm knows? guessing dragons. Well, At least, okay, one. yes, I I would I would bet on there being dragons there. That's true. I agree. And fane life, and and fane life. <laughs> Maybe a lot of fane life. Yeah. Maybe it's all fane. Whatever uh, that means. Yeah, I'm curious to see if we'll one day like see how some people manage to if the flying cities just already existed and just happened to be floating around. No, I said to force people into the skies. Like how did people successfully create a flying city while the world was blowing up around them? <laughs> well, uh, wasn't they, the essay did say that there was like a ring of habitation there, but it's like, if you wanted to leave that ring, then you'd probably need to be in a flying city. Uh, it said like, it's just said patches, which I assumed were the cities, but I don't know. Uh, well, the people I mean, there said all- surface. The people there already had magic, so I'm guessing that magic was involved. 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. it was, like it was probably just like an emergency. Holy crap, you guys, this is happening. Quick, I have an idea. We'll build a city in the sky. And it was just like this Hail Mary chance of them putting together some kind of magic technology to make it work. And hey, it worked. Yeah, they had the surges. So this they're probably an application of gravitation or something along those lines. I guess, though, although if you like read that and like this is not canon yet, obviously, but if you read the Sans Divine sample that Brandon read, like it. At least at the time, they seemed to believe that it was their disease magic that had caused. But it's been, what, 4,000 years? We don't know when that was set, so. Yeah. yeah. But but at the same time, like, the Rosharans, they don't know what happened with the Recreants at all. They they would have mm-hmm. absolutely no idea what actually happened. Yeah, it's like, I, I find it very understandable but that they know it was their magic, the only magic around that they really know is the disease magic. So I, it mm-hmm. makes sense that they would conflate those two, whether mm-hmm. or not that is actually. Oh, yeah, it definitely wouldn't shock me. Yeah. But good. We don't have to talk about Ashen being. Ashen is the Tranquil Halls. Good. Yes. If your friends try to argue with this with you, link them to either that word of beat Brandon or this podcast. Oathbringer Portland signing. Although yep. maybe the Ariali are from Yolen. Well, that's possible. They're, they're from a lot of places. They're yeah. The Ariali. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on. So we did refer to this a little oh. earlier, but yeah. is the metal that Bleeder was associated with and had, is the shard associated with that metal, the same entity that's calling itself Trell? Yes. Well, that that's good. You really have to state things very specifically so brandon will answer something like that and not just yeah. raffle it so good on good on that person yeah good phrasing mm-hmm. there um calderas asks biochromatic breath the reason that it avoids snapping is that because it's so heavily in the physical realm or is there something more to that brandon something more mm. just... which in my mind Snapping is really a thing for end positive magic systems where investor is coming from somewhere else you're and coming into you through the system and stuff. Whereas end neutral, the investor is coming from you and returns to you, which is what we see with Furukami and with um, Awakening because you supply the breath, you get the breath back. Investor is neither lost or gained. I guess the oaths are kind of like snapping in some sense. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it mentions that, oh, you need a broken soul, whether yeah. or not how accurate that is. And it's like you're bonding with Spren. Yeah. And, and think of all of the. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah. Think of all the moments where we see people swearing their oaths. It's not like they're walking down the street all super happy. Everything is perfect. And they're like life before death. And they get a Spren. Yay. Just Lopen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just loving. <laughs> but yeah, totally true. Yeah, snapping is basically when you need outside investiture to get into your spirit web, which is not really applicable here because you're born with it. True, true. Or it could just be Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> you never. I know. was wondering if someone was going to make that joke. Hey. All right, so now we're moving on to Houston. Um, the quote that Dalinar says at the end of Oathbringer, I am unity. Is that something that happened specifically because Honor is dead and for all those different reasons that was able to happen? 
Also, Odium said he had ascended. He wasn't supposed to ascend, but he did. Brandon, I am totally raffling all that stuff. I I'm knew people shocked. were going to ask about it. You're just going to have to wait and find out. I'm honestly surprised somebody even tried to ask it. <laughs> uh, I'm not, because a lot of people have asked. I would rate unity. this. That's a podcast that we're yeah. going to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I absolutely want to be on that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, just something that big, you have to really, really try to squeeze something out of Brandon. Yeah. When it's capital A Ascend and mm-hmm. a shard says it, that's probably that's important. Like, that's significant right there. Yeah. Yeah. But who knows what that means in particular. We, we'll do a podcast on that for sure. Yes. Uh, questioner, about the end of Elantrist, the 10th anniversary edition, yes. which has an extra scene on the end, if you have not read that. It's really pretty, pretty cool. When Hoyt is speaking with the Dark Sion, I was wondering, like, what is that relationship there? Is he working with them or for them? Brandon, more alongside each other. Is that something we're going to see more of in the future? Brandon, probably. Now, it's important to note that that is not a Sion. That's right. That yeah, is a Skazy. Yes. From Skay. Which is, yeah. Sions are of Dominion. Um, Sions are of Devotion. <laughs> there we go. Skazy are of Dominion. There we go. Yeah, and they play a role in the Fjordel Empire. They have a significant role in significant hand in politics there. And mm-hmm. great, we'll just wait a decade till we get those books. It won't be a decade. It's they're Sweet. soon. Yeah, they're they're sooner Soon-ish. than nice blood. Oh, yeah, and oh, you, yeah. this is this is Brandon we're talking about. I mean, for all we know, tomorrow he's going to tweet out, "Hey guys, I really wanted to write something in Elantris, so you're getting a new book in three months." Yeah, never know. Secret project. Yeah, I mean, like it's pretty interesting to see Hoyt like working alongside, like ostensibly the bad guys in this, though, because you know, in theory, you're not terribly sympathetic to the Fjordal Empire reading through Elantris. So usually we see Hoyt on the good team, but I I think this is a case of Hoyt is not on the good guy side. Hoyt is on Hoyt's side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. and Hoyt. Hoyt is on not Odium's side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Anyone who's not Odium, he'll even send uh, mails to Bobadin, who apparently has a grudge with uh, Hoyt has a grudge against, so mm-hmm. or an avatar of Bobadin. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So this next one: Are they able to make a hemolytic spike out of god metal, or does that not work? Raffo. We will be releasing a hemallergic table before too much longer. Yes. Now, yes. We, yeah, we do know that it's possible to make hemallergic spikes out of god metals. Well, yeah, Adam was. So. Yeah, Adam. And Brandon has said that you could make one out of Lerasium. It would just be a gross misuse of its potential. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, like, let's see. Yeah, have... you can do it. Whether what abilities they have. Except for steal Abby, an ability or get all of them. Hmm, which do I choose? <laughs> but yes, give me that hemallergic table. Give me. Yeah. When we have video podcasts, which will come eventually, you will see my glorious Almantic table and ferrochemical table. And I need that hemallergic table. The number two, and, right? Uh, th- well, because you asked, they are assigned number one ones. So. 
Yeah. So if you get the number one hemolytic table, Eric will probably spike you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you heard it here. Yeah. And this the is cops probably are coming to my door right yeah. now. And they're probably releasing it for the 10th anniversary leather bound of Hero of Ages. Mm. Most that's crazy, likely. though. That's that's just crazy because we we have so little of the hemolytic things. Like, what would the uh, Nicrosil, Chromium, what would those hemolytic abilities be? That's crazy that we're actually getting one. I thought it'd I, take a lot longer. I guess. But I mean, like when the ferric table, table came out, like there's some cool stuff, but like a lot of it, like just, we were like, Oh, what does that mean? They're like, Oh, identity fortune. Yeah, you know, I feel like we're going to see a lot of, mean? yeah, it's going to be a little all for it means anything to us. It's my thought. Sure. But, but like, yeah, if you think about the fair chemical table, getting identity connection, it tur- turns out that was, that was, that was pretty important. Was I would, I would rate that important give me that give me that table i need it yesterday if two shard pools were described the exact same color like emerald would that mean anything significant like the investiture is from the exact same source brandon not necessarily not necessarily so that's good which this ties into the whole shardic color theory that right. gets bandied about yeah. repeatedly that oh every shard has a color which it's a lot more complicated than that i think yes good Mm. which so i'm glad that's just right here in there that's that's a very linkable quote to just say hey not every shard has a unique color here yeah i mean clearly color has significance in the cosmere like we just talked about earlier in this episode but it seems to be a little more complicated than that just because the midnight mother's black doesn't mean it's from ruin obviously like that that's kind of the logical actually leap you a cannot great make. idea no 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 you're <laughs> fired <laughs> so now we have dawn shards so they previous runner. they what from page runner from page runner yes sorry uh they obviously predate the arrival of humanity on roshar are they of odium are they odious investiture and brandon just straight up says i will raffo dawn shards Good on you, Page Runner. You're 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 doing Harmony's work, uh, really, uh, <laughs> on this. But uh, yeah, obviously that was wrapped. <laughs> but it's still worth asking because now we have a definitive. Yes, he's going to Raffo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Bri- like, honestly, it's the thing with Raffos is like, yeah, obviously we want to get real answers, but to me, there's almost another layer of information on what Brandon Raffos when like mm, yeah. Will asked Brandon, like, you know how you have Elendel from Elend. He asked who Lutha is and got Raffoed. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. I don't remember that. And so the fact that Brandon has said, I will Raffo anything to do with Don shards. Yeah. Could be important. So sometimes Raffos aren't important, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, these seem pretty unimportant to me. I'm sure this won't go anywhere. Don't, yeah, Don Shards aren't important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if no one ever asked, mm. we would we would know, know that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's rare for him to say, I'm going to raffo everything to do with these. Yeah. Like yeah. the sets faceless immortals, like, I'm just not gonna talk about these. Okay. Not surprising. Uh this is from Cadmium. 
with Nightblood, was the sheath part of its construction when he was awakened, or was that kind of afterward? Brandon, the sheath is not part of its construction. Good question. So when the intent was placed on it, was the sheath there? So the sheath was not relevant to that. The sheath was not part of the original awakening, and it's not part of the intent or anything like that. I'm not saying it wasn't there ready for it, but if it, it is not part of the sword in the same way. So at some point we'll figure out why it learned to stop once it's in the sheath. Yes, kind of. It's a function of the sheath, which we now know to be made of aluminum. Yeah, which damp- dampens all investiture. So, yeah. It's good that it's there. Otherwise, Nightblood would just keep eating and eating and eating. That, that's true. Like, if you just awaken it, and Shashara, if Shashara held it, that would be... Bad. Yeah. Immediately, immediately bad. Yeah. Immediately very bad, but it, it wasn't used until the Battle of Twilight Falls, right? Mm-hmm. It was so not, yes. It, it, that was a while later. I, I got the impression. So it kind of sounds like they knew they needed a off button and made the sheath and then made Nightblood and immediately sheathed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nightblood's sheath is, is interesting too because I think it mentions in the Warbreaker annotations that even... Like, you'll notice, like, Fasher, like, not unsheathing it fully and just, like, opening the clasp. And it still is more deadly than it should be. Like, he's still stabbing people with the sheath fully on. And Brandon mentions that, if I recall correctly, it literally, like, if it's even unsheathed a little bit, even though the sheath is aluminum, it still becomes part of the Nightblood weapon. And, like, more deadly than it otherwise should have been. Which is pretty interesting. Yes, yes, it is. It's terrifying. Yeah. So moving on to the Chicago signing. So what we see at the end, the unmade, and it seems like Yezrian getting trapped in gems, is that basically possible because they have been particularly, in the case of the Heralds, infused with so much investiture that they are basically being trapped in the gems instead of Stormlight? Which, that's a convoluted question. But Brendan's answer is, they're not human anymore. Yeah. Which we know the Heralds are cognitive shadows. They are literally infused with investiture to prevent them from moving on to the beyond. So yep. Kirkistan asks, was aluminum weird before the metal- metallic arts were created? Brandon. That's good to know, actually. Mm-hmm. So. Makes sense because it's throughout, it seems like through all the Cosmere, so it would be weird if it was if it was created Mm-hmm. with the metallic yeah. arts so, so that makes sense why is aluminum so weird we st- Alcium, spiritual realm Brian needed buzzwords. something that would counter investiture to make things interesting <laughs> probably <laughs> i mean that's the I mean, writer that's, that's true yeah it, it does make me that's wonder like what other there. substances are out there that would have different effects on investiture. Hmm. Hoyt gets his tooth knocked out while in Kolinar. He prompts somebody else to help him with that. Is this because he has issues hurting not only other people, but himself? Yep. Um, and, and this is from Matram, by the way. And then he consider, considers healing that at a later point in time. Which magic system does he consider using to heal it? Heal that. And Brandon says, a magic system that predates any of the others. Mm -hmm. That's not terribly surprising. 
I mean, Hoyd can basically shrug off, shrug off like a shard blade attack, so I'm not surprised he can like regrow a tooth. But no, that's that's not particular. But it's good to confirm it's not just like he's got like some sort of other healing he's picked up while you know shopping for magic throughout the last several thousand years. Shopping for magic, I love that phrase. <laughs> Whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Z-Man966, there is an expensive steel chain in the shops in Celebrant. That's how I say it. Is there anything significant about that? Yeah. Brandon gave them a uh, Rayfo card. Uh, this is such a big Rayfo, super big Rayfo. And so this is referring to the chain in Chapter 102 of Oathbringer. And it's described as a long, thin, silvery chain that is not steel. However, I think it might be it might be dragon steel. That would be cool. Oh, that oh, would be cool. Than aluminum. No, because mm. it is described as silverly in the sample. I think so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, it totally is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that would be a really, really cool thing to have. I'm not sure why. I don't. I mean, there's not. A, much in the sample chambers to indicate why dragon steel is so highly valued aside from the fact that it can like be molded into stuff easily it does not change once it has its form it does form. not change so that means it's, it but like into a thing it, it is always in that form so this is That's basically an unbreakable say. chain yes it's yeah happening. i don't i don't know why you'd want it because i mean like the ends would be really broken i guess we'll say <laughs> yeah. i'm sure okay. there's a whole bunch of cool stuff you could do with like awakening with it too you have a chain that's unbreakable. Ooh, new theory. Nightblood is awakened to dragon steel. There you go. <laughs> no. You heard it no. here first. Boo. So the question Boo. is, is dragon steel Maybe, maybe not. Uh well do you want me to read my Adium quote? Because that kind of talks about yeah. weird stuff we being posted or not in. So uh, this is a great question that I got from uh, Spool of Wool. Thank you. Because there's there's been some discontent because there's been a quote that says uh, Adium's not invested, but uh, or that it is invested. There, there was some confusion because people were wondering why you could push and pull on it if it was invested. Anyway, so I asked the uh, at the Orem signing. Is Adium invested? Brandon. Is Adium invested? Adium is investiture distilled into the physical realm, right? So is electricity electric or is it? And I said, well, I think the question Sharders had was if it's invested, how can people push and pull on it? That was the struggle. Brandon. Adium breaks a lot of rules in the same way that you'll see other things break rules. Adium plays weirdly. When you get distilled investiture, you're starting like, my kind of rule for myself is it's like when you start going on the quantum level, the rules just start playing weirdly. Because it's like, what realm does Adium exist in is another thing. Because pure investiture, like that is like a mini black hole, right? It's like existing in three realms at once, kind of, and things like that. There's a lot of weirdness. The writerly answer is... There's a lot of weirdness because when I built Adium, 
I didn't have the rest of the Cosmere built, right? So it breaks a lot of the rules I later set up that everything else has to follow. So the writerly answer is that we just have to accept that Adium and Laracium and some of these other distilled investiture things are going to play very weirdly with the magic systems. But that's okay. Nightblood will too, and some of these things that were built even after the Cosmere was coming together. So, I mean, like, that, do- that would make sense, or that, that does make me wonder if Dragonsteel would be able to be pushed or pulled on, because he said some other things, like leaving that open. But, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's been brought up that Dragonsteel might be Adenalsium's god metal. It, but, mm-hmm. It's also an interesting peek behind the, the curtain, because Brandon makes the Cosmere come together so well, and talks about having wanting to, having wanted to do the Cosmere from the beginning so much, that it gives the impression that he knew all of the rules of the Cosmere before beginning. So it's really neat to see him be yeah. like, no, actually, I kind of had to finagle this around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like the um, perpendicularity yeah. in Elantris. He had no idea what that thing was when he wrote Elantris. Yeah. But we, we do know that Dragonsteel in particular is... Uh, there was a dragon in the sample chapters that had dragon steel on oh, yeah. the dragon itself, hence the name. So that that's all we really know of it, as well as uh, dragon steel in in that version of the shattered plains was kind of uh, why there were plateaus because there were dragon steel mm-hmm. bots on it. I think it was that's why. Oh, well, dragon steel doesn't change. So these. Well, yeah, those it, don't change. The idea was like it, it leaked oh, into the ground, and so Got like the, the ground around the the um the fonts became immutable, mm-hmm. and all the other stuff just eroded away. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. next question from Blight Song: The singer forms of power do they utilize fabrial magic? Um, no. Similar. They're based on the same kind of foundation, but no. Yeah, I, I tend to think that the same foundation that we're seeing here is the fact that, like, Fabrils can manipulate the 10 basic surges that we're seeing in surge binding that we're seeing with the fused used that are in the Fabrils. It's probably what he's getting at. Yeah, it's basically, they both capture spread and do stuff. Yeah, which is kind of how you deal with surges. Um... Then last one from Chicago. So I have a question about surges. So in this book, they use this very spiritual adhesion. Do all of the surges have applications in each of the different realms? Brandon. To an extent, yes, but some of them are more focused on it than others on different levels. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I always assumed that you know, Calden's not going to be doing spiritual adhesion. Mm-hmm. Bonson's going to do that, right? So, like, you you could have a one radiant do something differently than the next radiant. Yeah, it's kind of the the point of having things be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, when you're having these shared surges. And now we're on to uh, some others of the Oathbringer London signing that we missed last time. Yeah. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah. Well, we cherry picked a few notable yeah. ones from London because they involved. Yeah, yeah. just re- really the prodigy so. thing. 
So here we have, is there any reason why Odium's known as the broken one? Has he got some part of him ripped off? Has he had any investiture ripped off of him? Brendan, has he had investiture ripped off of him? Yes, asterisk. I'm not liking Brendan's new trend of using asterisk instead of just like giving us vague hints around things because now we're just like, oh, okay. Anytime he says asterisk, <laughs> that's a podcast. But the broken one, I think, definitely should be a podcast because uh, it, that, that's, mm-hmm. this is a big topic, which relates to uh, Odium saying at the end, we killed you, referring mm. to it, This also ties into the end of um, storm, a conversation between the Stormfather and Dalinar where the Stormfather says like, he might be willing to do a battle of champions because he's unwilling to be to open himself up to an attack because he's been wounded before. Mm-hmm. So this is probably the wound yeah. that he does not want repeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, makes sense. So this is from uh, this is calamitous emotions. There's a little pun in there. Nice. Uh, have <laughs> okay. we seen any evidence of hemolurgy on Rashar? And as sort of an addendum, given the end of Oathbringer, was what happened to uh, Jezrian hemolurgy? Brandon. Mm-hmm. There That's are certain question. Cosmere philosophers that would count it. I would divide it as two separate things that are using similar fundamentals. I wouldn't call it myself, but there are people who would disagree with me in world. Have we seen evidence? I would say no evidence that is easily easy to pick out. But it's there, Brandon. Yes, there are people with hemology who have been to Rishar. I'm pretty sure they've been seen on screen. I, are we referring to the constable there at the end? Either that, or like, or like Ayatilla has got like a secret spike that you don't know anything about. You know? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's or you know, just like some yeah. character that would have one, we just don't know has one. True, true. But uh, that that's kind of going off of what Feather said that she was thinking of hemology and. You know, which is kind of interesting because hemology is Cosmere wide. So I'm wondering, like, where else they would have they'd be pulling this from, you know? Yeah, I think that's why there are scholars in world that would count it as hemology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would probably agree with the in world scholars on this, that it's pretty hemology. Yeah. The only weird thing is the gemstone, you know, that's. That's what trips me up, but yeah, and there's no there's no blood because he's a cognitive shadow. Well, he has a body, so he has blood. True. Like so. But that's different from getting like sucked into a gemstone versus blood flowing around the spike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this next one I've brought up a, f- a few times before on the podcast. It's from Gavin Sunson Odegaard. How does cultivation figure in this conflict between Odium? So what people assume is that cultivation is hiding. I would disagree with that. People in world would assume that. Hmm. Yeah, there's a difference between hiding and strategically laying low and spreading your roots underground to do your work for you. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Ah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say that 
It's good. Just her influence on Dalinar alone constitutes a major like overturning of Odium's plans. Like she mm-hmm. she stole his champion from him that he'd been grooming for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. And but yeah, also, like, yeah, we're, like we're who would win in a direct fight? Odium, yeah. right? So Probably. obviously she can't just be out in the open yeah. where he can come and smack her around. Mm-hmm. Although Odium is worried about her, because I think he mentioned yeah. that he would destroy the Stormfather if he didn't think it would leave him, if he didn't think he'd be open to an attack from a cultivation. Yeah, vulnerable. It's he, well, yeah, that's, he would that's probably kind of win thing. in that conversation, but it there would be consequences. Like, yeah, he I would, would get off scot free. Mm-hmm. Well, Odium wants to kill every shard, so he he can't he can't mm-hmm. like get too wounded yeah. in yeah. this conflict, you know. Like he's once he's done with Roshar, if he wins, mm-hmm. he's he's going other places. I, I would assume he's not going to win. It's a book because you know, mm-hmm. it's a book. Yeah, um, I mean, we'll have to see with Lyft too being another person who has dealt with at least a Night Watcher. You know, another probable big level like influence from cultivation, if not directly, at least indirectly. This next one, questioner: Will you ever make a book based in Shadesmar, Brandon? Yes, I will, actually. There's one that I've plotted in Silverlight. Whether I'll be able to write it as a whole book or whether I'll be able to do it as a novella, I'm not sure yet. But I do actually have a plotted out story with Chris as the protagonist nice. in Shadesmar. Yeah. Have we had, um, Give me that. Have we had confirmation before that, that Silverlight is in Shadesmar? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think but we had confirmation the, that Chris is the protagonist up until now, though, or at least I had not uh, seen of it. Of this novella, no. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. This, this is good. Untitled Silverlight novella, Chris being the protagonist. Anything that has Chris or Hoyd as the <laughs> protagonist? That'd be hard to have. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it would work. She, she'd know a lot, though. I'm curious when it would fall in, like, the overall timeline. Yeah. In the timeline? Yeah, totally. Because that could happen. Mm-hmm. Who knows when that could happen? in the timeline that's crazy um so from what little we know about the will shapers i'm really interested in them is there any really tiny tidbit that the about the order that you could tell us even really small brandon's answer one of the first orders that i developed when i was building the magic systems was the will shapers very excited to do a story about them so for someone who's better remembering that side of the like the knight's radiant table what surges do the will shapers have Cohesion and tension. Okay. Do we know which ones those are? Cohesion is you can leave a handprint in stone. Tension is you can make cloth rigid. Okay. I'm I'm feeling that the handprint in stone one is like when we were seeing the fuse that were like taking like rocks and like squishing them in their hands and whatnot. Like that felt similar to me. I, I thought guess. they had transportation and cohesion. Oh, they might. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're they right. do. It's stone yeah, that was, that that was the cohesion. stone wards okay. you were describing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stone wards. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. okay. Will shapers right. have yeah. cohesion okay. and transportation. Yeah. Because yeah. will okay. shapers are after mm-hmm. L scholar, stone ward, bondsmith. Okay. So that's exciting to see because I I really like the, the will shapers as well because of their whole like oddity and adventure. And they're kind of one of the weirder orders. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the other radiance, anyway. So yeah, right. That would right. be cool yeah, to see. No, exactly. Mm, that would make sense too. With Venley being, you know, the very first that they would have the very first member that is a singer as well. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. From Worm Hero, we've seen what shard blades look like in Shadesmar. What does spikes look like? Brandon. Like hemologic spikes? That's a Rafo. You will see eventually. That's a question that I never... Which, I'm not sure I want to see that. No, but that that's something I never even considered. But we kind of do see them. Yeah, because d- we haven't see, we? Yeah, in Secret History, Kelsier is there when all of the Coloss are slaughtered mm-hmm. yeah, by the people of Fadric City. So he sees the, the souls of the Coloss. There are spikes around there. But there's not no, nothing really mentioned well, about that. I th- I think crazy. I'm just remembering that the Deadeye Spren are not located in the same location as their corpse, the Shard Blade, in Shadesmar, right? Because I not, not well, they, they, they try to yeah, they try to go to be yeah, close. They try to go to it, but that means they're they're like not in the same location. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're connected through the spiritual realm, so they don't have to be right, in the same but, but location. If, I don't think hemallergic spikes would follow that same principle, because they're not corpses. So it's, it's pretty different, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, they're a fragment of somebody's soul. But, like, it's... Could those Koloss spikes, whatever thing like the dead eye spren would be they they wouldn't need to be in that same location necessarily i guess but i feel like a spike i, I feel know, like it's different too but i'm just fragment. i'm just throwing that out yeah, there that uh-huh. if uh, yeah. it's possible oh yeah but that, that's not even a question i would have considered really mm-hmm. how would nightblood work when drawn on schedule this kind of goes back to a previous question so you would have to be actively burning a metal or tapping a metal mind, or Nightblood would eat you very quickly. I think that last one didn't reference <laughs> tapping a metal mind, but that's good to get Yeah, it did it. Yeah. The question did. Brandon's answer Well, this not. one has mm-hmm. Brandon a- answering it, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. I actually used this in the new version of the Furukumi article oh, I'm writing. Bingo. Nice. Oh, this is so good that I get this next one. You know, <laughs> AT chose how Rune was interpreted in that he was a card-cackling maniac. Could someone so differently interpret a shard as to change its name to be something different? Could someone pick up the shard ruin and think, I'm the shard of change? Or could someone pick up the shard of honor and think, Brandon, hesitantly, yes, to an extent, the interpretation, what you call a thing, I think it would be arguable uh, either way in world regardless of what they call themselves there are those who would say the core intent is still there and you can't shift it that far and others would argue you can shift it far enough to change the definition to a synonym you see evidence of someone claiming this in the books I'm not going to confirm or deny for you whether that is actually a thing or not I'm inclined to think it is. I'm inclined to think it is. Well, I also, yeah, I would also like to point out that Brandon uses the word intent unprompted. Well, well, there's there's a quote about that later. But uh, yeah, I think we've gotten under his name, uh, under his skin there with that word. (laughs) Kind of like with Shardholder. We kind of got there eventually until he canonized the thing. Yeah. 
which mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's the term that he knows we use right. for that thing whether mm-hmm. or not it's a canonical term are, are we mm-hmm. yeah so he's like yeah. sorry that's like, he's just speaking our language he's yep. being yeah. courteous <laughs> which is why i'm not usually a fan of when people try to change the words that we use to refer to a thing because yeah. it's like everybody knows who does that thing brendan knows we refer to that thing yeah, as that thing uh, don't confuse things um yeah it seems it seems like he referenced odium yeah, that's there what I was in the end that when he said you see evidence oh yeah someone claiming this in the book, odium i'm so. passion right mm-hmm. i have always been under the impression that mm-hmm. you very limitedly get to change things like i i mm-hmm. do not agree with this questioner that ruin chose to be a card cackling maniac i don't think that's what happened here i totally disagree with that interpretation of of what happened with uh at yeah i i would agree with uh, that too. Mm-hmm. but like these are i remember long ago at alloy where uh I asked, and Brandon said that, like, uh, holding a shard, uh, it's kind of a fight between wills, and the shard always wins. You don't, you don't get mm-hmm. to change that. I, I just don't agree that you get to change it much, if at all, and if so, it doesn't matter, because Odium's still Odium, and there's still that burning hatred that Dalinar sees, regardless if Odium says he's passion. Like, he could have introduced himself as passion, but that, that aspect of himself is still there. It's totally irrelevant. This entire thing is irrelevant, in my opinion. See, I'm... I do think that it's possible. I don't think it's particularly easy at all. But you're not, you're not changing that... what the shard is. Not permanently. You're changing... No. no. Right, what Brandon the shard is, is what talking... Is. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon is has, talking very subtle here. Yeah. Brandon has said that um, shards can choose how to They're apply their intent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that if somebody else were, a, were to hold the shard, they could be passion. But because it is race and the way he views the world, it the hatred of passion is dominant. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you yeah. think? So you think that the shard? Wait, are you saying you think the shard is passion and odium specifically? His personality is making it lean towards odium. Because I was thinking the reverse, that the shard is odium, bearing the weight of God's own divine yeah. hatred, as right. Frost or Hoyd said, and I that he wants to be passion. It's complicated. Yes. That because race is the one that picked it up. It is odium. If someone else had picked it up, it could have been passion. I just, I just uh, don't yeah. think it. Well, different. okay, we we see we see this with with ruin, right? Where At was using ruin as a very destructive force, and he was claiming, yeah, all things have to die, but he was also totally being a gigantic jerk about it. But you see Sezed as harmony, and yes, that a lot of that is because he's holding right. preservation as well, and the struggle, the balance between the two shards tempers that. But even in the very beginning, the way he uses ruin is as the natural manifestation of entropy without any real malice behind it. 
interpret ruin in Hero of Ages to have malice there. There's no malice in what he's doing. He's just, this is what I was owed. All things must True. end. I, I don't think there's much malice there at all, actually. Like, I... I yeah, yeah, but I still see a difference in how how AT did it versus how Seiza did it. It's just interesting. It's very yeah, subtle. No, it is. It's, it is subtle. It's super subtle. Like, Brandon is talking... We're talking millimeters here, not miles. Right. Because <laughs> AT was kind and generous once. So this is the, you know, the shard one eventually. And I think as time goes on, the less that uh, your original, your your shaping of this shard matters at all. Like eventually, yeah. you're uh, you're like two different lanes, but you're getting dragged toward this. And uh, as time goes on, it, in ten thousand years uh, later, uh, two different people take up that shard. It's basically going to be the same, and it's not really going to matter. I don't think. I would, mm. for to a certain extent, I would agree. But... I, and also, Brandon is talking about you're changing it to a synonym of the same right. word. You're not going from odium to happy, fluffy sunshine right. time. Yeah, right. That hatred, mm-hmm. that burning hatred that Talonar sees is going to be there regardless of who picks it up. Now, if it was shattered differently, yes. then yeah. But, but Yeah, but there's an old phrase that there's a fine line between love and hate. Burning passion. Yes, that's very easily interpreted as hatred, burning hatred. But I, 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 I think there is a case to be made that you could be the shard of passion, still have that burning hatred, but it not be the focus. Yes. That it's just like I'm burning pa- all of this passion instead of I'm not just focusing on the hatred. Eh. Uh, because yeah. we see in when, um, when Odium opens up to yeah, him. Like, all those things. Yeah, like the burning passion is the burning hatred is like the focus of that but there's a whole bunch of other passions well, there the too. burning hatred was mm. actually the but last that's the core of who he is that's his yeah, interior that, yeah, yeah like I, that's the that's the focus of what he I he is don't okay i guess in my mind here like odium is trying to present himself as passion so but he's but like at his core he's odium if it was the other way around and he picked up a shard that was passion his personality had made it so that he leaned towards odium which i from what i'm understanding seems to be what you're thinking he would probably want to introduce himself as odium why would he pretend that he was something else when it's aligning with who he is naturally i i mean he's, he's presenting a good case like you know a positive side because Talon, he does but. mention that like oh i suppose odium is like a good enough term well okay here's the thing guys a shard's name is a pale imitation of what the shard is there, it's more yes. than mm-hmm. a, a singular word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I just, when Dalinar is seeing that odium, I think that's the the pure shard, basically mm-hmm. totally unmarred yeah. from the vessel. Like that, totally doesn't matter at all. In when uh, Dalinar took that little sip, right? Uh, and 
Well, I, I think the vessel always... Yeah, the, the vessel is always there. Whether or not the vessel can count act counter to it, their intent. The shard's intent. I... Like, the sh- the vessel is the limiting factor no, for the yeah, shard. Right. No, I... Yes. So, like, the vessel is always always important. Yes, but the thing that Dalinar saw isn't, like, being filtered through race there. That was just the pure yeah. shardic essence, that, that investiture. And what yeah, but Brandon, Brandon has said that for a long time he didn't have a word for shard holder because in his mind... That's true. Once you take up a shard, you are the shard. That's true. He didn't make a difference between yeah, them. but I, so. I just don't really think the synonym thing matters at all personally like this is an aspect yeah. of the divine that was broken from adenalcium doesn't matter eventually that aspect of the divine will override your puny mortal intentions and in mind and it just doesn't matter like i i don't know like I, I, yeah. Um, I think we just fundamentally. Disagree I, I think here, we do so fundamentally disagree, and I think I'm right. So there. And any further on this, and it's <laughs> going to be a podcast. Right. So let's that's move on. Right. Yeah. Uh, PSA, guys, it's okay to disagree with each other on theories. That's right. Yeah. Remember that fight about take cultivation? That was that had that was completely pointless. This one has more points, so that's good. Were the surges used by humans, the ones that destroyed their previous home, the same as the one that the radiants were using? And Brandon says, yes, same basic principles. Magic system, slightly different, same basic principles. So, so it's does... different, but it's the same. Then how were well, the Dawn it... Shards involved? Like, did they use, did they utilize them with their powers? How is powers? that any different than the comment about f- Fabrials earlier? It's same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I think this is basically, yes, it was categorized as like the 10 searches. But it wasn't surge binding. Yeah, right, exactly. In the yeah. same way that void binding presumably uses the 10 surges, but it's not surge and binding. Similarly, how to Fabrials manipulate surges, it's not surge binding. It's, it's mm. a different thing. Yeah. I still don't know how the Dawn Shards played in, though. No, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Dawn Shards. I don't we, think yeah. they did in like the magic system itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they were artifacts that did stuff. Or I guess, I guess. that did stuff. They keep flipping back and forth between humans using their own powers to destroy Ashen, and then the star, and then the Stormfather, who I consider to be a higher authority on what happened in the Deep Path, saying it was the Dawn Shards. So, yeah, like I feel like the two have to both play into it in some way. Well, Dawn Shards played into the destruction, mm-hmm. but they keep saying that people use their powers to destroy the world as well. Yeah, both things are said. Yep. Okay. Uh, next one, could two kinds of spren talk to each other? So could Syl talk to Nightblood? Brandon, yes, that is possible, definitely. Which makes sense. They're mm-hmm. both kind of cognitive entities-ish. Like, Nightblood is a robot spren, basically. Mm-hmm. That's how Brandon has res- described him. Yep. It. Yeah. Them. Them, yeah. Oh, yeah. When Lyft says to Dalinar that he smells like her... Does she mean cultivation or Night Watcher? Brandon. She meant Night Watcher, but Night Watcher is kind of cultivation, so yeah. So it seems like Lyft didn't meet cultivation herself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is something that's I was talking about. From before. Yeah, and even 
in that scene, it seemed like Cultivation herself was like mentioning how big of a deal it is that she came out personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although that did happen before Lyft went to the Night Watcher. Yeah. So conceivably she could have done it again, but I think it probably was mm-hmm. just a Night Watcher. Something I do find interesting here is that Lyft can smell that. Well, I don't think it's necessarily smell, but she mm-hmm. can sense that he did something with the Night Watcher. That she makes it sound weird. way dirtier than it actually was. <laughs> this is left we're talking about. Like, <laughs> well, that, she would tell totally, me, like, that's, that's phrase sure. it that way. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is very true. Yeah, that that's always uh, a big concern, though. Like, how does Lyft, how is Lyft able to sense that? It's, it's an interesting question. Our good friend, Overlord Jeebus, Ben, who's on the last podcast. Cosmere Postal Service, can you tell us anything about this? How many people are involved? Brandon. Uh, this is referring to how they get letters back and forth. Brandon, it is more UPS than USPS, if that makes sense. <laughs> Meaning, it is enterprising individuals who are traveling and trading between planets. Some places are easier to deliver to than others. Which, that's a very American analogy. Yeah, when he's in London. For yeah, our, seriously. For our international users, the Cosmere Postal Service is made up of private couriers, not a, like, gigantic public service type organization. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, UP, UPS is the United Parcel Service, which is a private company that ships stuff. USPS is the United States Postal Service, which is a public government-run entity that always loses mm-hmm. money there you go now you know mm-hmm. yeah i'd always kind of wondered if <clears throat> if like they were actual tangible letters or if hoy had some other way of communicating like the written word himself it, and it's like a really good question i think it's mm-hmm. shard twitter like come on go, shard go twitter, listen that's right. to our pad past episode he doesn't listen to any of these i don't listen to my, i can't listen to myself i don't do it there's um, podcasts uh, where you weren't on david you can listen to I those don't. I don't know. Well, why would I want to listen to those, though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, but that makes me wonder when these letters that we're seeing in the Stormlight were sent, because we know that the Void Sprint have seized, like, the only easily accessible perpendicular on Rashar. So I don't see them, like, letting through just, like, random couriers, no big deal. Like, they've mentioned that transit to the physical realm has been cut off. So is Hoyd using just typical the typical perpendicularity? Perpendicularity. Was, were they sent before that happened? Well, like, you know. how do you, like, show... If it is a physical letter, how do you, like, show it off to this avatar on First of the Sun? Like, God, that... I'm, I'm <laughs> just, like, imagining opening a scroll, like, Hey, I'm here! Hold Open. it up. Like, like, I don't... I don't understand. How do, and how does the shard... There's a lot of questions with how these letters yeah. are sent. I feel yeah, like do... a shard could just, like manifest a response mm-hmm. like, just yeah. like i'm going to rearrange those atoms to make a letter boom well yeah on their that's own planet difficult. yeah that's, yeah that can be difficult to do sometimes yeah well it's like if the courier has to go there to deliver the letter then they could just wait a, wait two seconds for the chart to manifest a response Mm-hmm. They just throw it up into the sky and a new envelope drops down. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. It, it, this, I would love to see a little short story of this occurring. 
Oh, yes. of like um, Hoid um, doing that or something, or like Hoid's... an interlude. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a sweet interlude, actually. Maybe, maybe that would be an interlude later, where because you know the more general audience, they, they don't know what these letters are at mm-hmm. all, really. Uh, if if you're not in tune with the Cosmere, you're just like, I don't really know what's happening there at all. Uh, but maybe eventually we'd get an interlude and people like, oh, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Then we get another letter, get another one yeah. in the interlude. That actually yeah. kind of ties into Mistborn Era 1, where the epigraphs yeah. were important, but he also made sure to include the relevant sections in the actual text. that's true the letters mm-hmm. are the only thing that haven't like appeared in world yet have mm-hmm. there been any uh, stormlight epigraphs that have not had a direct in world thing i don't think so i don't believe so it's like we get oathbringer obviously uh the, the mm-hmm. down our things and like we got we get, yasna's notes and we got like, the gemstones we got, we got the, the gemstones the notes Mythica. the uh the, ne- the death rattles mythica's mm-hmm. mentioned the diagram the diagram yeah yeah. so i think it's just the letters right Mm -hmm. so ah give us an interlude on that that that'd be good i'm i'm really excited about that that'd be good get it get a twofer have the uh have the courier stop and attempt to do some illegal spren fishing (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right um so we have a word for the intent slash mandate. The canon word for it. Do you have a term for it? Brandon, no, we don't. And this goes back to what we were saying before. Yep. The fans have made up words, a sort of a shared vocabulary of things that don't have canon terms, just so we all yes. stay on the same page. We all know what each other are talking about. Like before Brandon coined the term vessel, we had shard holder. And it's not a good term, but it was a. Term. It was. A, it yeah. was. It and was... for a long term, Brennan didn't think there needed to be a term for. Yeah, he did and not. Then he wonder. added vessel because yeah. there Thank needed you. to be a word. Thank you, Brennan. Yes. So when you see some of these things come up, and we're like, "Oh yeah, that's not a canon term. It's 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 a fanon term. Mm-hmm. We need a shared vocabulary to be able to talk about this stuff." Yep. And you can blame me for intent. That this is yeah. my fault. Yeah, I was I was actually waiting for you to read that one yeah. because of that. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, it it's it is hundred percent my fault, but I got it from an annotation. So Eric you know reluctantly what? takes credit. Also, oh, just quick thing. Don't capitalize the word intent. Okay. That's of the author and capitalize it if you want. No. <laughs> no, because Odium uses the word intent, but not in for like a shard's intent. So if you capitalize intent, you're wrong. Ha ha. You, yeah. Because the capital I intent is referring to like your intention, intention in mm, like yeah. objects. I still stuff. think you could capitalize it if you want. No, no, no. Stop it. No. Bad. All right, you guys. With, with our argument, <laughs> uh, um about punctuation we'll wrap it up this time um as always you can follow us on 17thshard.com on twitter uh facebook youtube and soundcloud at respectiveurl.com slash 17th shard they're all in the description probably um feel free to 
leave some comments, ask us questions, leave suggestions for podcasts that you want to see in the future. Yes, I promise you we read them. We do. And that is all until next week. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.